Wait a minute, are we in the building? Oh, there we go. Can we put some headphones on? There we go. Now, now we cooking with fish grease. Now we, now we cooking with fish grease. Now we cooking with fish grease. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's going on, everybody? And welcome, welcome, welcome back to another edition, another installment, another episode of your favorite sports podcast, your favorite sports show, the Grinding Out Sports Show is here. I hope everybody's feeling really, really well. On this great uh, Saturday that we're recording that our Patreon episode users or Patreon, you know, family is going to get before everybody gets it on Sunday. Um, But if you want to become a Patreon member, come on over to the TAC Media Media Network Patreon. Okay, we got a three dollar. We got a five dollar and we got a ten dollar. Now, I'm I'm, I'm still getting the tears together, but honestly, I think I'm probably just going to keep a five dollar tab. It's not going to be that crazy, right? I'm looking at, I'm, I'm really tapping into it, and I'm just like, eh, five dollar tab would just be enough. So click onto the five dollar tab. That will literally get you live streams, be a part of the community, early episodes, early releases such as this one, and um, <clears throat> yeah, we in the, we in this thing, and uh, we actually just released an exclusive episode of um, my whole rant. On uh, on literally Ja, so um, let's let's get into it. Uh, get into um, what we're getting into. All right. So, uh, first of all, I want to say thank you to everybody that continues to listen and uh, love on the podcast. We appreciate you guys, and we definitely thank you guys as well. Listen. Uh, we have a great show for you today. Um, like I said earlier, we did an exclusive episode, um, on our Patreon on Ja Morant. I'm not going to get too much into it today. I will get into a little bit, um, today, uh, but not too much. Uh, I did a whole 45 minute bit on our Patreon if you want to check that out. So definitely go check it out. But we will be talking a little bit about Ja Morant. We're going to talk about a little bit about Victor Wimbanyama and all of the star craze that is going uh, going for him. And we are going to discuss uh, the, 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 the passing of the late, great, um, legendary Jim Brown and getting into some NBA playoffs. So without further ado, before we get into any of the shenanigans that's on the plate let us first give a um a a rest in peace to the legendary jim brown okay um jim brown i believe died at the age of 87 um lived such a great life football player activist civil rights activist leader um actor movie star left the professional football world to pursue his dream in becoming an actor. Do you understand what I'm saying? And let and let the and let the record be known that Jim Brown was one hell of an actor. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right? Go back and watch some of them old movies. My uncle's my uncle used to sit there literally and watch old Jim Brown movies. You understand what I'm saying? Like it was like that. Um but even off the screen, uh, Jim Brown was that guy on the field. To go eight of nine seasons where you are the leading rusher, you understand what I'm saying? The leading rusher, um, 
it, it says something to not only your character as a player, but who you are as a man. So we definitely want to um, say, you know, thank you, Jim Brown, for all that you have done um, for the football community, uh, for the sports community, how you have literally just really shaped and changed how running backs are looked. You are literally considered one of the, if not the greatest running back of all time and one of the greatest players to ever touch a football. So we want to say thank you for all that you have done. Um, Your legacy will carry on. Um, And rest in peace, rest in power to the legendary Jim Brown. All right, so uh, let's get into John Morant really quick. Um, If you don't know, I did a uh, about a 45-minute bit on uh, John Moran on our Patreon page. Uh, Tap into that. The THC Media Network will have that link in our description. But um, I did a whole 45-minute bit. And I'm not going to go into, you know, kind of the all of it and the details and kind of regurgitate what I said. Uh, But I'll put it in a nutshell like this. Um, A lot of players such as the J.J. Reddicks of the world, and we'll play what J.J. Reddick had to say as well, which got me hot. Um, but the J.J. Reddicks of the world, the Steven Jacksons of the world, who are, you know, in a sense, defending um, the actions of one said John Morant a second time around. Um, and let this be known, this is not the second time around, right? But the second time around in a big way. Um, and as a lot of people have said, um, Steven, uh, I'm sorry, not Steven. Um, Adam Silver is a player's coach. You hear a lot of media players and executives of the NBA literally come down on Adam Silver's head. Why? The number one thing I've heard across the board is Adam Silver is a player's coach. A lot of people turn that on the negative when it's not benefiting them. Oh, but now he's a player's coach. He should understand. He did understand. And you broke the man's heart. You played in his face again. And as I told y'all on the Patreon, we literally did not have to see it, Ja. See, the funny thing that everybody is missing in this is that low-key, you could have did what you did without the phone being out, my guy. It's like, first of all, if you're going to do it, which I tell people anyway, like you can't tell people what to do. You can only tell you can only give them the advice and let them go where the chips may lie. You understand what I'm saying? You cannot tell somebody what to do, especially a 23 year old grown man who is literally providing for his family. He's the alpha. He's the big dog. So who's telling him to sit down? Who's telling him not to, hey, don't hang out with that nigga? Because you know what happened last time. Who's telling him that? Nobody. Why? Because he's bringing in the dough. He's bringing in the money. He's putting money in people's pockets. He's big homie. He's big bro. He's unk. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's that. So when you have your friends sitting here putting you on Instagram live, and you see that he's on live. Ja was in the video. 
before he put the gun out. So he knew the live was going and you deliberately went and took the gun out anyway. Right. And your friend saw the gun. and was like, oh, shit. See, he was trying to help your ass out. But see, you decided to take the gun out on Instagram live again. That's on you, Ja. That ain't on nobody else. And while J.J. Reddick, you're sitting here saying, oh, why are we sitting here putting the law on our 23-year-old game? First of all, let's play Let's play the clip of J.J. Reddick slamming his hand on the table like, oh, it was just, it was just so big and bold. Let's play it. <coughs> we know all of these things have been investigated and no law has been broken. I'm not condoning the behavior. I'm not saying there should be no punishment. There should be. There should be consequences. You are the face of the league. You are representing the NBA. You are a role model to young kids. All of that. I don't think half a season is the right answer. And the last point I want to make is you bring this up, the, the, the guns on social media. We talk about consequences. Look, in our country right now, gun culture is pervasive. It's pervasive. We've got mass shooting after mass shooting, and nobody's doing a damn thing about it. So I get why we're so sensitive to this right now. But there's no consequence for Greg Abbott telling his constituents that they should go buy more guns, and then we have mass shooting after mass shooting in Texas. There's no consequence for an elected Tennessee official to send out a Christmas card holding AR-15s with his young family, and then there's a shooting in his very district. There's no consequences to that. So why are we, why are we trying to lay down the hammer on a 23-year-old who didn't break a law? Explain that to me. As Oh, oh, my bad, y'all. So y'all heard what he said, right? Y'all heard the ignorance that came out that boy mouth. Trash! I was sitting there like, <laughs> JJ, JJ. <laughs> JJ. Oh, that was cute. You tried to appeal, right? Um, and Steven Jackson told it the line the same way. You know, he had more of a better point, you know what I'm saying, in in the sense of, um, you know, the hypocrisy in the NBA of, you know, the players pointing the guns, you know, doing this with their hands and shit like that. And Well, you know, they can they can make the case, Stephen Jackson, um, that these are fake guns. Um, and no matter how you slice it, where, you know, you know, dice it or cook it, it it's still a fake gun, right? Um, it's not a real gun. Huh? Because he's not getting suspended for doing this. He's suspended for having a Glock 9 in his hand. Okay. Twice. And you're the face of the league. You literally are the superstar of the Memphis Grizzlies. And you're asking the question of why are we bringing the hammer down on a 23-year-old kid? And see, therein lies the problem. Because I need people and I need us and I need others and I need everyone to stop looking at 23 years old as a kid. You're not a child. You can have childlike mindsets and you can have childlike tendencies. Hell, you can even be childlike. But at the end of the motherfucking day, you are grown 
You make your own decisions. And in that moment, Mr. Reddick, he decided to break his contract again. Where are we missing the point in that? Again. Because not only has Adam Silver, but Memphis Grizzlies have swept so much under the rug for this nigga. We have swept under the rug for this nigga. So now you want to slam your white stupid hand on national television trying to rah-rah? Sit down. Take several seats. And shut your mouth. Yeah, my gunshot's going off today. You sounded stupid. You sounded dumb. And that was a moment. As I said in my Patreon, that was a moment. You had a moment. You sounded stupid. You sounded dumb. And as Charles Barkley said, I agree a whole hundred fucking percent. You sound dumb as fuck. <laughs> idiot. Like, like Charles called you a fucking idiot. Because y'all don't know. I personally don't know, so I'm definitely not going to talk about it. But the but as a fan, as somebody who watches y'all on a daily, on a weekly, damn near every weekend who catch up with y'all stats, who's like that? Yeah. Yeah. Y'all were never paid the big money like John Moran. So as much as y'all can sit here and tell me I can't talk about it, mm, I don't think y'all can talk about it either. So we both in the same boat. Because we both ain't got no Supermax contract. JJ, I ain't never seen you with a Supermax contract. And asking the Philadelphia 76ers, hey, put everything on JJ Reddick's back. He's the star of the team. Nor are you, Steven Jackson. So I'm just trying to figure out, just because y'all are players who maybe have won championships, went to the playoffs and shit like that, where does your star caliber lie where you can talk star to star with John Morant? Respect is given and respect is due. I always give that. But let's keep it a bean and let's keep it funky and let's keep it real. You two are not on the level of where John Morant is. So the scrutiny, maybe Steven Jackson can speak more than that than J.J. Reddick can. But this is 23 years old. The only person that was probably making that much money at the same time was either him. I mean, it was either Kobe, Michael, Shaq, and other young stars who were making that type of money. Y'all talking to this nigga like y'all were making that type of money. <laughs> like, I'm like, they talking to John Moran like they were making that type of money. None of y'all. Let's keep that a bean. At 23 in the NBA, we're bringing in a five-year, $193 million contract. Being the superstar of your team. And that's just period. No matter how much uh, the former commissioner talked to y'all and shit like that and you was in trouble, I, 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 I don't care. 
This is a different time. This is a different type of scenery. This is a different type of moves. And let me be clear, but but one thing is not different. It's the way you carry yourself and the way you handle business. And I don't give a fuck what y'all got to say. We can go back and forth and have a debate. But the one thing that does not shy is the way you conduct yourself and the way you handle business. You can smoke all the weed in the world. You can... I mean, you could do whatever, but I've seen people literally conduct themselves with class and business and know not to take that dumb shit or put that shit in harm's way of their brand, their money or their business. And because John Morant does not have people in his corner to actually tell him, hey, you are a multimillion dollar business, plus you work for a multi-billion dollar business. You're about to lose it all, my guy. And you're about to become the greatest choke artist. So here's my remedy to that. I saw a, um, I don't even know if I could pull it up, but I, I saw a, a LinkedIn post by my brother, uh, Dominic Lawson. Shout out to him. He just won um, a Webby Award. So shout out to him. Shout out to my guy. <laughs> Um, he said something about the John Moran story that was really, you know, just kind of to the point, clear. I agree, but I will talk about it in a minute. And, I, and I'll leave it with this. He said basically that, you know, John Moran, if he really, really takes the time to get it together, will have the one of the greatest ESPN 30 for 30s. Um, and I think he named ES, his, his 30 for 30 John Morant the comeback, right? And my thing is, I'm always here for a good comeback. I'm always here for a good rebirth, revamping, redirection, re-something. Because something needs to be redirected, reverbed, re-something in, in the world of John Morant before he ends up losing it all. That is why we're so hard on you right now. Because you have it way better than a lot of us and you're fucking it up for simple shit that niggas do on a daily basis with no money do y'all get what i'm saying this is real life shit and you playing around that is not you and even if that was you to put that shit down for 194 million do you not think somebody would do that to play a basketball ja and others in the NBA, NFL understand the privilege that you carry when you step into this lane. Understand that change has to come. It's not just going to come or you don't want it to come. You're going to have to. And it's going to be hard. You're not going to want to move. You're not going to want to literally be the, a new person. But in order for you to grow into the person that you're needed to be, you're going to have to change. Change is hard. But change is not is not awful. It's actually good. That's all I wanted to say about John Morant. All right. So I really hope and pray that John Morant really gets it together because the way it's looking, it ain't looking good, bro. It's really not. Um, Victor Wimbanyama. Uh, Victor Wimbanyama is the latest 2023-2024 prospect. Um, for the upcoming draft, I actually the, the NBA. I don't know if they they did this to a couple folks, a couple thousand to million folks. They invited some people on Instagram to um, you know, kind of you know watch how the the you know 
the draft lottery was going to happen. And, of course, you had the Spurs, you know, getting the first in the pick. Um, and, you know, the Spurs haven't been really that good. Spurs was really my team for a minute. But the Spurs haven't really been that good, you know, ever since that dynasty broke up. So, you know, they've been kind of on the, the rebuilding mode. And um, a Victor won by Nyama, he's, they, they say that he's from, he's from Paris, France. He's 7'5". Jesus. Seven five. God damn, he's nineteen seven five. They said now from what experts, reports, you know, media people have said, you know, he's very thin, um, but he can drive to the basket. You know, he can shoot from three. He's like a guard. He's like a center guard, right? He's like Kevin Durant, a little bit of Steph, a little, a little bit of everything, right? Um, and he's really that good. Um, I think a lot of the concerns are his health, um, you know, the, the structuredness of his body. Um, his body is very abnormal. Seven, five is not normal. Um, you know, in, in, in America's eyes, <laughs> real talk. Uh, even if you go over like six, one, six, two, you're, you're considered tall, right? So he's considered ginormous, gigantic, Right. Um, and not in terms of size, but in terms of height, right? Um, and honestly, a lot of people are worried about his size. He's thin, right? And I think um, there was another one, Czech Holmgren. Um, they, a lot of people were um, scared about his size, too, uh, last year. And um, I'm like, listen, y'all, these guys are coming into the league at, you know, an age where their bodies are trying are trying to continuously catch up to their mind. And vice versa. So y'all have to let these guys adapt. You have to let these guys grow. You have to let these guys build up a little bit. Let their bodies catch up. Just because we talking about it every day on a goddamn media circuit don't mean like the next day they body just going to bulk up 90 pounds or some shit like that. Like it don't work like that. And y'all know it don't work like that. And Chris Broussard, one of my favorite people in, in sports media, host of First Things First and I Couple with Rob Parker. Love that show. Chris Broussard was talking mad shit about Vic. <laughs> talking about he, you know, if he ends up being KD or a, um, 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 KD or Akeem Olajuwon, that he might be a disappointment. And I'm thinking to myself, like, wait a minute. KD won two championships. Now, granted, it was with the, it was with, it was with the, Golden State Warriors, and he was the best player, but not the leader, which is fine. Um, Hakeem Olajuwon was one of the most dominant players in his time. Um, you could say the best center of his time, of his era. Um, KD, literally, you can say 1A, best small forward in the league of all time, right? Next to LeBron James. You feel what I'm saying? Like, come on now. And you're telling me Victor Wimbanyama couldn't be that? Can't be upcoming rookie of the year or at least second or third in the voting? Can't sit here and maybe sneak his team into a playoff? Potential, like, we're so – it was just so many negative comments and negative takes on Victor Wimbanyama before he even got his foot into the door of the NBA that I'm just like, yo – Chill on my mans and let my man sit here and prove to y'all why international stars have literally been dominating the fucking NBA. 
Because if you want to keep it a bean, that's why a lot of us are sitting here mad. Because the Jokic's of the world, and we'll get to him in a minute. The Jokic's of the world, hell, the Joel Embiid's of the world, hell, the Victor Wimbanyama's of the motherfucking world. Are they eating your lunch? Are they becoming the great Giannis Antetokounmpo? Are they becoming what you were so scared that you couldn't? Because they know how to work for theirs? Because they're not afraid to actually play the game and really play it at a at, at their own pace? Not trying to be flashy, not trying to sit here and do too much, but literally play their game. Victor Wimbanyama is going to be a great talent in this league. Um, I'm not putting all that voodoo, judo magic on you, bro. I think you're going to be great. Any injuries, I, I cast those out in the name of Jesus. Anybody who even tried to put that on you, I cast it out in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Leave that man alone. Shit, man. All right, before we get out of here, let's get into the conference finals, right? Because these things have been going crazy. <laughs> So let's start with the Miami Heat and Boston, right? Um, I would not have thought at this point in the season that Miami would literally be up 2-0, but that's where we're at. The Miami Heat are up against the Boston Celtics 2-0. They have literally beaten the Boston Celtics at their house. This is the number two seed versus the number eight seed, Okay. This is Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown versus Jimmy Buckets and Adebayo. You feel what I'm saying? The fact that on paper, literally on paper, Boston literally stacks up against Miami. Literally stacks up against Miami. On paper, they should literally win this series, 4-1-4-2. But the way it's going is that Miami's going to gentlemen sweep the fuck out the Celtics. Now, what a lot of people are saying is that with the firing of, you know, Ime Udoka last year and with Joe Mazzula being the coach, um, a lot of things have changed. Now, what has not changed, what, and, and, and let's keep it a bean, what has changed is a lot. Two things. Their offense is very high priority. They get the buckets. They get the points and they get the buckets. Where we have lost and where the Boston Celtics really lost and having them and, and honestly taking them to the finals. And, and I do believe if Ime Udoka was still here, he probably would have got them to the finals and won. Is there lack of defense? <laughs> defense defense is very scarce on this team. Um, for three quarters, these the, the Boston Celtics could be beating your ass. And then I don't know what it is, but it's just like the gas runs dry. And they allow the other team to get back in it. It happened with Atlanta. It happened, you know, with Philly. And now it's happening here with Miami. And here's the thing that's different from Miami and uh, Philly. Miami's going to play that same way dog-ass mentality. Why? Because they got one of the best literally dog-ass mentality Niggas on the court in Jimmy motherfucking buckets. Jimmy buckets will get buckets. You understand what I'm saying? Playoff Jimmy is different. A lot of people will say Jimmy Butler in the regular season, top maybe 15. 
Jimmy Butler in the in the playoffs, top five. He proved that last, he proved that these last two nights. He has a chip on his shoulder. Let me say this right now, and I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. If Jimmy playoff Jimmy, if Jimmy Butler goes on to take his team to not only the finals, but wins this shit, Jimmy Butler will go down instantly as one of the greatest Heat players to ever play the game. Mind you, he's already a great player. Mind you, he's already considered, in my book, one of one of those dog players to ever play the game. But if he wins it for the Miami Heat specifically, oh, let me tell you something. And to take this core, because this is not a star-studded core. This is him and Adebayo, right? Tyler Euro is on the bench right now. And we're having undrafted guys whooping your ass. If Jimmy Buckets gets this team to the NBA Finals and somehow, some way pulls out his ass a ship, we're going to have to talk about Jimmy Butler a little bit differently, even with this one. Because it's this one that's going to mean a lot. To come from the eighth seed and rise all the way up to championship stardom? Oh, my God. That, do you know how that would feel? To go and, he, and, 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 my, and, and, and listen, Jimmy said it. You picked Tobias Harris over me? You picked Tobias Harris over me? In which he was referring to Philly trading him for Tobias Harris? And look at where Miami has been and look at where Philly has been in the last three to four seasons. Mm. Miami, Eastern Conference Championships the last three to four years with Jimmy Buckets at the helm. And he went to the NBA Finals. Philly loses in the second round. Trash! Come on now. What are we doing? So Boston, you're gonna have to get it together. I don't know. Wh- I don't know what adjustments you gotta make. You're not stopping Jimmy, but you cannot let the others get off. As Shaq calls them, the others, you cannot let the others go crazy like that. You can't. You have to stop the others. Your defense has to be better. Joe Mazzulla, call some fucking timeouts, my guy. Stop looking so goddamn cool with your chain on on the goddamn podium and thinking you so goddamn cool. My nigga, this is bas- This is playoff basketball. This is championship basketball. Get it together, my guy. This is the Boston Celtics, my guy. This is a 18-17-18 championship winning team, my guy. This is a historic franchise, my guy. They not playing that bullshit. If you lose, if you lose, you will be out of a job, my guy. I will say that one off the bat. If you lose to Miami, let you lose to Miami. You're getting out of a job. Joe Mazzula will be fired if he loses this series. That's a fact. That is a fact. All right, listen. So let's get into the Lakers and Denver. Let me tell you something. This 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 brother Jokic. I think I I think he drink um uh, 
y'all seen y'all seen the first Space Jam, right? Where Bugs Bunny drink that secret water and shit like that. I just be feeling like sometimes that be his water and his shit. You know, like I don't, I, I just don't be understanding. I don't be under, I don't be understanding sometimes. You feel what I'm saying? Um. And I'm sitting there like, yo, this man is putting up triple-double numbers like every freaking night. He made a shot over AD that was just, AD had to smile and just look at him and say, damn, that's a bad motherfucker. Like Shaq, and you know how Shaq don't like to use his Superman quote. Shaq literally had to sit there on uh, NBA uh, uh, NBA on TNT and literally look Ernie in the face and say to Kenny like, yo, Hey, go ahead, Kenny. Call him. Superman is in the building. Because who's putting up numbers like that? And I said this last week. We have to start actually saying that Jokic is the best big man in the league. (laughs) He's putting up numbers. Wilt Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bill Russell numbers, Shaq-like numbers. These are new age, these are new age 2K big men numbers. He's doing it effortlessly with a great Jamal Murray at the helm. Denver scares me. I know I said Lakers and six. I'm going to still stick with it. But Denver scares me. KCP going off like, like y'all can't let KCP go off like that. And you know he gone in, he gunning for revenge too. You feel me? He got traded by y'all like he coming for blood. Yeah, we don't want a championship three years ago. I'm coming for y'all. Damn. Whew. LeBron looking old out there though. He is looking a little gassed. He looking a little gassed. LeBron is looking a little gassed out there in them streets. He he's looking a little gassed. Okay. Not saying that's a bad thing, but LeBron, if you if if I don't know what the narrative is for you, and I don't know how you're looking at winning championships right now. But if I was you, if you wanted to win this fifth championship and say, hey, after this year, I'm not a superstar caliber player, that's perfectly fine. Because what what we see is still a superstar caliber player. Right? But if you tell us the public, hey, I have to dim my time down because uh, I am getting older. I'm about to play my 21st season in the league. Like, y'all got to relax. I just passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Y'all got to chill. I'm not that I'm not that guy anymore. Like, in a sense where I don't have the stamina to do what I used to. All that high flying and shit like that, nigga, that, that came up on me. I can't high fly like that no more. My knees. My quads. Okay? I get more hamstrings now, nigga. I got to relax. But, LeBron, there is one thing that I agree consi- uh, consistently a- 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 along the-, the sports media world. Stop. Taking fucking three-point shots. I need you to drive to the hole. You're a master at it. You literally are the master at it. 
I need you to bully ball these little motherfuckers in the, in the hallway. You bigger than the KCP. You bigger than the Jamal Murray. The only one that's going to be trying to look to guard you is Yoke. Now, I know they're going to try to double-team you on the fly, and I know you trust your teammates. So I need the others to really step up because this is where LeBron and AD really need y'all to step up, bro. Okay? I still say the Lakers in six. Oh, man, that was great. Listen. <laughs> All right, y'all, I'll be back next week. Listen, um, Scrap couldn't be with us this week. Um, he recently is celebrating the birth of uh, his baby girl. So y'all say congratulations to Cousin Scrap. Whenever y'all can see him on the social medias, if you follow him on Facebook or whatever, y'all say congratulations to Scrap, all right? And we, again, want to send a congratulations to Scrap, um, his lovely lady, and uh, his new beautiful baby girl, okay? Listen, guys, we are out of here. Um, y'all be easy, stay breezy, be good. Um, again, if you want to subscribe to our Patreon, please do so. Uh, we have the three, five, and ten dollar tabs up. You can subscribe right now. Again, we're still, you know, working out some kinks. So, um, uh, you know, we appreciate y'all uh, for supporting and loving on the podcast. Subscribe to the network on YouTube if you watch us here on YouTube um, for more, um, you know, on time episodes. But if you want our early episodes, come on over to our Patreon. All right. I love y'all. I, I appreciate y'all. We'll be back with another one. Be easy, stay breezy. And of course, this is another one. Peace, love, and hair grease, y'all. Y'all be good. See y'all next week.